Hello everyone, I'm Captain Logan and this is Superhero Rewind. This is a picture of Catwoman. This is also a picture of Catwoman. They're very different, but they're still Catwoman. This is another picture of Catwoman, different from the first two, but still undeniably Catwoman. This is not Catwoman. She's called Catwoman. She's packaged and sold as Catwoman. I don't care what the box says or what the trailers say or that the opening credits say based on characters appearing in comic books published by DC Comics. This is the greatest case of false advertising in the history of superhero movies. So what does Patience Phillips have in common with Selina Kyle, the real Catwoman? Well, she dresses like a cat does some cat-like things, uses a whip, and kind of has the same conflicted motivations between being a hero and taking whatever she wants, but for entirely, and might I stress, really contrived reasons. I've said this before, a superhero movie doesn't have to stick right to the source material to be good, but if the source material provides great screen potential, then you have an even greater challenge on your hands if you decide not to go with it. Selena Kyle in her own movie, in Gotham City, with or without Batman around, is a no-brainer. Now, just because the title character's name is changed from Selena to Patience, just because it isn't in Gotham, and just because the costume, and this is just my opinion, looks way too much like something out of a porn movie, doesn't necessarily mean a good story couldn't be told. And at the end of the day, that's what's most important. If I'd been invested in the characters and the action was well integrated with the story, and it was a fun ride, in short, if the movie made me forget about the source material because it sucked me into its own universe, then that's fine. That's awesome. But that's not what happened. Like Elektra, the original character stuff was dropped for something that pales in comparison. But this time, it isn't just dull, it's painful. I don't bash movies like this just because it's popular, too. If I like a movie that isn't well-liked on the whole, I'm not going to fall in line and pretend to hate it just to make people like me. If this was the kind of thing that had a right and a wrong answer, there'd be no reason to even have more than one review for each movie. But the popular opinion, I think, is pretty spot-on in this case. Nothing works in Catwoman. It's yet another superhero origin story, and the protagonist is someone I don't like at the beginning of her character arc, and I don't like at the end of it. There's a silly mythos for bringing patients back to life that's really contrived. There's a villain with a motive that makes no sense, and the tone is incredibly uneven. I can't figure out who this movie was made for. These are the things I want to focus on, and I'll tackle them one by one. Patience Phillips is a fashion designer. She's unhappy because she'd rather be a freelance artist than have her crummy day job. She's insecure, and she lets her jerk boss walk all over her. Her character flaw is that she's too patient. Get it? So you figure this is going to be maybe a coming-of-age story, where something happens that makes the shy, insecure girl proactive so that she develops a spine and takes charge of her life. She takes steps to change her behavior so she can live her life the way she wants to. Well, that's what the movie is trying to be about. Kind of. But it goes about it all wrong. The thing that happens to change how Patience operates is she gets killed because she stumbles on some illegal activities the up-and-ups at her company don't want her to tell anyone about. We'll get to those illegal activities when we talk about the villain. Then some mystical CGI cat brings her back to life. Now she starts doing weird things, having uncontrollable urges, and she starts acting like a cat. This isn't a gradual shift, either. 
they come out of nowhere. Sometimes she's just normal, shy patients, and then suddenly the cat personality comes out, and she's telling her boss, the Merovingian from the Matrix, where he can stick it and gets herself fired. Then she immediately feels bad about it, like someone else did it. And this happens through the whole movie. Sometimes she's Catwoman, and sometimes she's Patience. So her character arc is really nothing more than a case of multiple personality disorder. She doesn't have an opportunity for change. The change is forced on her, and then the movie becomes a disjointed mess. The big message of the movie is spelled out both by the crazy cat lady who reveals the mythos to her and by Patience herself in a voiceover at the end. She wants to be free and untamed and getting this gift from a mystical cat being brought back to life with super agility and cat-like personality traits gives her that. I guess the movie is trying to say you don't have to be what other people tell you to be. But movies aren't just about a message, they're about characters. And I'm not relating to, nor am I invested in this one. A protagonist has to want something. And before she becomes Catwoman, all we know is that she wants to become a freelance artist. She wants out of the job she hates. That's it. I saw no evidence that any part of her was interested in being a bad girl, having an adventurous nightlife, getting herself into trouble, and stealing jewelry. This sort of coming-out-of-her-shell plot only works if there's a buried part of her that is somehow brought out. When she tells her friend toward the beginning that she'll never wear that leather outfit she bought her, it really does seem like being the bad girl just isn't patient style. Not that there's some part of her that would love to become that, if she could just overcome her inhibitions. So this isn't character development at all. It's just contrivance after contrivance trying to mask itself as character building. Heck, when she's researching ancient beliefs and rituals about cats, she runs into an awful lot of stuff about demons and devils, which kind of begs the question as to what exactly was brought back to life. Is she even human? Is she still patient? Or is our protagonist some sort of demon now? Does she even have a mortal soul? The movie doesn't speculate, but I'm suspicious when that's even hinted at, because I can't be sure that the person I'm supposed to care about is even a person. And she isn't even a cat person. She isn't into cats, she doesn't own cats, she doesn't talk about cats. She just saves one off the ledge of her apartment building, and that apparently, and I'm not making this up, it's in the movie, makes her worthy of the gift the mystical CGI cat decides to give her. See, according to the crazy cat lady, the cat, named Midnight, somehow knew she was going to die, so it tested her by going out on the ledge. And since she tried to rescue it, it decided to bring her back to life and make her Catwoman. Everyone makes a huge deal out of how she was so compassionate to risk her life to save a cat. Okay, I'll give her that. Not everyone would do that. So the gift Midnight gives her is to shed all her inhibitions. You're a truly unique individual, Patience. You have more caring and patience and kindness than anyone else I might bring back to life and give superpowers to, so I'm going to bestow in you desires to be violent, vengeful, selfish, and want to steal things. Yeah, that makes sense. At no point does Patience, before or after becoming Catwoman, listen to R&B, and yet it's all over the soundtrack, during the basketball game, during action sequences, but why? Shouldn't the soundtrack reflect the protagonist in some way? Batman has a dark, brooding soundtrack. Superman has a triumphant soundtrack. Watchmen, for the most part, sounds like the 80s. The soundtrack in Catwoman is trying to create an urban feel, but Patience doesn't strike me as an urban sort of character. She works in high fashion. Sure, they could have built that into her background and into her interests, especially after she becomes Catwoman, but, but it's not really there. So it seems like racial stereotyping to me. She's a black woman, so there's a lot of R&B in the soundtrack. That strikes me as insulting. And some of the fan reviews I've read that take up for this film say it's certainly not an especially deep movie, but it's important that an African-American woman is portrayed as a hero. 
I feel like I should address this point. There's a difference between putting an African-American woman in a movie called Catwoman and making her a good role model. How is this character a good role model for young black women? Because the content is far more important than the fact that the movie was made. Patience has a lot of conflicting motivations in this, and being a superhero is way down at the bottom. doesn't even really enter into the equation. Revenge is her number one motivation. She wants to get the person who killed her. It turns out not to be the Merovingian, but the Merovingian's wife, who frames Patience for her husband's murder. And in superhero movie cliche, she decides not to kill her enemy, but she conveniently falls to her doom accidentally. Sure, Patience wants to stop Hedera from putting her face destroying beauty cream on the shelves, but that really seems secondary to her own selfish motivations. After all, since she knew about the devastating side effects of the product, why didn't she go to the police about it as soon as she was brought back to life? Why didn't she tell the cop she was dating about it? And she dresses like this. The whole movie seems like an excuse to put Halle Berry in a dominatrix outfit and have her slink around in a million sexual poses. Some people say that's why it's entertaining. I'm not one of them. That's my point. This movie is simultaneously trying to deliver various social messages while over-sexualizing its protagonist and trying to make her a role model. I don't know, am I going too far calling a conflict of interest here? And that leads me to the conflicting tone, which I've already touched on a little. Who was this movie made for? That outfit and Halle Berry's more provocative scenes certainly aren't targeting the ladies in the audience. And yet there are other scenes that scream chick flick. Patience has this friend who can't get her mind off sex the whole movie, and it's just nauseating. She licks her lips and has some irritating off-color comment every time an attractive man comes into a room. She tries to seduce her doctor when she's in the hospital. Then there's the themes that don't really mesh well together. Most of Patience's story is thematically about self-worth, insecurity, and freedom to be your own person. And while that's related to the themes the villain brings with her, age perception of beauty, youth versus aging, patience doesn't really deal with issues of attractiveness. It's as if, knowing they were making a movie about a woman, the filmmakers tried to throw in every theme they thought the female gender could relate to. All we have to do is mention these things and present them as social commentary, and the women in the audience will think we're being deep and speaking to them. What we're really doing is being quite shallow, but they won't know because they're women. I know that sounds harsh, and I might be well off the mark, but that's really how it comes off to me. I mean, how can you do social commentary about the exploitation of women and then over-sexualize them in the same movie? I'm not saying there can't be something for everyone in a film, nor do I think that movies must be aimed at a specific demographic. What I am saying is that in good movies, all elements work in concert to create a whole. And in this concert, the violinist didn't show up, the cellist and the flute player were playing two entirely different pieces, and the conductor got stone-faced drunk before the performance. Not only is this the lamest superhero origin story ever, but it's also the lamest villain plot ever. So, Laurel Hedare used to be the face of the Hedare Company, which makes clothes and cosmetics. She's upset because now that she's turned 40, she isn't young enough anymore to keep modeling, so she's being replaced. She's turning out a beauty product called Buleen, which is like the best anti-aging cream ever but it has some side effects. It causes headaches and nausea, and it also permanently scars your face beyond repair. So this brings up two kind of obvious questions. First, what exactly is her motivation for doing this? At first, I thought she just didn't care about the side effects because she knew the stuff would sell well until people figured out what it did to them. But she keeps whining about her age and how she's being put out to pasture or whatever. So it seems like she's doing this to get revenge. On whom? Every woman who potentially might become a model and do what she can't do anymore? That's a stupid plan. If I can't be beautiful, no one will. At least no one who buys their beauty products from my company. Mwahaha! 
here's an equally plausible plot. Don't do anything at all. Watch every 25-year-old knockout get older, then in 15 years put out a nationwide commercial telling them all how their careers were over, and all she had to do was sit back, watch, kill no one, and do nothing else illegal. We're all in the same boat, genius. We all age at the same rate. Some people are just younger than you are. What viewer is going to have sympathy at all for a villain whose plan is to hurt people she's never met for being pretty? And the second question is, the stuff has terrible side effects. It won't take long for people to figure out it's your product that's doing this to them. Then there's lawsuits in jail. Why would you put it out at all? Sure, it makes your skin invulnerable as long as you never stop using it, which, by the way, also makes me scratch my head. But what are the odds that no one ever stops using it? Your plan sucks. You don't need Catwoman to stop you. You're going to go to jail inside a week anyway. I don't really want to go too far into the romance in this. There's no chemistry between Lone and Patience. It's obvious very quickly they won't work out together, and he's really only there because this movie doesn't have Batman in it. Someone has to be the good guy when she's breaking the law. And this guy being a replacement for Batman is probably a good enough explanation in its own right for why this movie has nothing going for it. I'll say this. I like Halle Berry in this role better than I like her as Storm. I'll even go as far as to say that she might not have been a bad pick for a version of Selina Kyle. Obviously not the right pick if this had been a spinoff of Batman Returns, as it was originally supposed to be. But a standalone Catwoman movie in a universe with Batman in it, I think she might have been okay. It's hard to tell given the material she's working with here, but I'll give her props for playing it straight and for giving it her all in a movie with no script. I'm giving Catwoman a .5 out of 4. It's insulting, it's sometimes distasteful, it has a lot of really bad ideas, and why is that cat in CG? Ba, ba.